When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. So today, big topic, Russell Brand was accused of a number of uh, sexual improprieties all the way up to criminal acts. And we're going to talk about it. The first thing that I should say is that I feel anxiety in talking about this. And I think that it needs to be spoken because so much of the commentating on this is of the cover your ass variety. And I think what this topic needs is courage and bravery and a willingness to invite, this is what's scary, the masses to misinterpret you. Because to have a 15-second clip of what I'm about to say taken out of context is would be so easy if I speak freely. openly and freely. And that clip would not represent me totally. It wouldn't, it, it would, it would misrepresent me. But there is so much finger pointing that is uh, very easy, highly incentivized in this sort of thing. And if you get it wrong, there's no consequence. So for instance, like there was the Justin Bieber thing where some girl said that Justin Bieber had assaulted her and then he produced a photo of not being in the same location as her. And like, what happened to her? Nothing. What happened to the girl who called up the Rolling Stone and said that this happened to me and I went to a frat house and they inserted all this? I don't know what's her name. Nobody knows. She's right and this isn't to discredit and i constantly am going to have to do this the particular women in this case or in any other but it is to say that the incentive structure around this is really really detrimental to open and honest dialogue and conversation so i'm going to do my best but i'm fucking nervous as we talk about this all right so let's start with a little bit of context for people who don't know the specific allegations or just the broad strokes about how you learned about it sure the context is that the sunday times i believe and channel four was a it was a dual investigation over four years put together a long story and accompanying documentaries of a number of things about russell brand um some of them are criminal And in the case of probably what you might call the most severe, there's a potential for very compelling evidence, which I'll dive into, all the way down to allegations of being improper and creepy. And so one of the first things that I took in this is I was having a hard time. Do I believe him? Do I believe them? Oh, my God, am I being biased because I like Russell Brand? And what helped me the most was realizing, oh, the distrust that I have is not of these women. It's of the media. (laughs) That, That was a relief. When I realized that it was not their choice the way that the documentary was made with the harrowing music to start. It was not their choice, you know, necessarily to have actors play their roles and then read their lines for them in a way that felt, to me, manipulative. The construction of the story was not their choice. The whole history of some good reporting on perhaps Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby and Danny Masterson, all the way over to the ones that I gave examples of, the Duke lacrosse thing, the UVA one, 
uh, many, many others that have come out. There was, I don't need to go into all of them. Uh, that's not them. That That's journalists and editors and directors. And I felt that I could not trust the good faith of the reporters on this was what came through for me as I listened to a handful of things. And it feels like we can't get to the truth if the conversations between society and media and then something mm-hmm. of, of a topic such as sexuality and sex, which yeah. we feel so much shame and taboo talking about. Yeah. It's like not the medium of which we're going to find the truth if this is the two vehicles, media well, to society. Well, yeah, the mouthpiece of it is uh, one that I I didn't, I thought there was elements of the article and the thing that I found compelling and I really would, you know, I th- if you want to know the truth, you want to know more. And there's other things that maybe go, the inclusion of this is so, it, it reveals a motive, which is the title of this should be, you have to cancel Russell Brand. <laughs> you have to, you have to, you have to. And I'm going to throw everything at this that I can over four years. Just as an example, one of the accusations was that he showed his friends intimate pictures of women that he'd been with. And my question is, what is this doing in an article that is accusing this man of a criminal act for which he would be sent to jail? It just, it is, does not belong, even as a demonstration of his alleged character. Uh, And there was many circumstances like that. One other one in the documentary, there's a woman, we can go into some of the cases, who worked at at the broadcasting station where he had a show and she was really young. And, you know, they called her the young one and she was a new showrunner and he showed her his genitalia and she wasn't sure what to do. And they later had a relationship, but they young, young, young. And I walked away thinking, because there's another woman who in this they say is 16. And I, I walked away. I wonder why you told me the age of the 16 year old and you didn't tell me the age of the young one. And then in the article, how old do we think she is? She's 24. Mm-hmm. And I felt taken advantage of in that moment. I felt you're going to reveal the damning evidence. Or that you can't trust me with just bare can't information. Can't you just if, trust can't me? Can't you just tell the story yes. without any opinion? And that's, the, I am, that's exactly, I appreciate you saying that. It's you, I didn't feel trusted to formulate an opinion. I felt that the opinion had been packaged for me. And I had to conclude that he was bad. And when I detected that, it made it tough for me to trust the mouthpiece. Mm. So that's the media. But that's not the women. And and when I was able to separate that, I was like, oh, good. <laughs> because these deserve to be taken seriously. Just, just as his defense of himself deserves to be taken seriously. Right. So going to some of the more specific... Yeah, I, I guess I, that's what I want to say at first is it's a shame that I've arrived here at a position where I distrust the media almost as much, if not more, as I distrust the government one anecdotal story, which I've told you a couple times, but I'll repeat again. Same week, was going to share this with you guys anyway. Uh, I have a friend who is writing a piece and has written a piece who, that he submitted to a number of English media publications called How Close Was Peace about the Ukraine war and an alleged deal for peace at the beginning between Ukraine and Russia that was some sort of a ceasefire. Meaning he, no war. No war. <laughs> it's over. Ukraine is going to see some land. <laughs> Russia's going to do this. There's certain guarantees that are going to be made, yada, yada. And he had secondary sources. They told him, we can't do this. We need primary sources. Okay, fine. He goes back. He gets a number no, of no, people. No, no, you didn't say what happened. Well, he goes, they, he, he, they, he, they said, no, we're not going to run this piece. You only have secondary sources. You have people saying that they heard. We need the people who actually you agreed to the deal. You skipped one major part, Charlie, which is apparently the U.S. 
uh, bodied the deal. They oh, destroyed sorry. the deal yes. and said, no, we want war. Yeah. You can't do this. And uh, we're going to continue. That the U.S. said, Ukraine, we're going to arm you. We want this fight. It's going to strategically weaken Russia. So, yes. So that's the question. How close was peace? And did the U.S. strategically disrupt that? So he produces secondary sources. We need primary. He goes back. He gets the primary, which is videos of people in their native language, which is he has translated, uh, of them saying, I saw this. This was on the table. These are high-ranking prime minister, prime minister, foreign ministers, things of that nature. He gets at least one of them to go off the record and was was working on the record to to make the statement that said yes i that that is the case i saw it you know sources say is what they have high ranking sources say and they won't run it they won't run the piece he was in touch with the editor they don't want it and then he reached out to Seymour Hirsch who was a guy who covered the My Lai massacre he exposed it during the Vietnam war he did the Nord Stream thing where he said the US was involved via, I believe, Norway. And he said, well, can you, Seymour, can you help me? You struggled with this. Can you give me some words of wisdom? Seymour replied to him and he said, I wish I hadn't bitched so much about this in the past. It's the mainstream media. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was just like, okay. Uh, just totally, you know, I worked in it for four decades. What do you expect? So that's the, that's the fourth estate right now. This, it's, uh, and then I watched last night, Dave Portnoy, recording a call he's already had a business insider of him that where and i'm gosh this is so screwed up a woman made all of these allegations against him he refuted many of them showed uh text evidence that that it wasn't the full picture it wasn't the case one of the women who was alleged to have been abused said this was a kinky sex act that i asked to film and i was into everything and nothing came of it she uh, was actually offered a full-time job at business insider as a result of this reporting there's another one, I, while I'm on the topic, uh, Connor Murphy, who you might remember was a YouTuber. He was a fitness guy. He had a bit of a breakdown after doing ayahuasca. And of the many crazy things he did in a period was he planted a story about him being an abuser in Business Insider. And he had his like girlfriend that he was seeing at the time make allegations oh against him. Oh my God, him. I forgot about you this. You forgot about this. <laughs> he had her make allegations against him and they ran the story. And then after the story went up, she sent him photos of her kissing and hugging Connor, being like, gotcha. The guy who wrote the story followed up, said, can we talk? She said, Is that, see, proved you wrong. And they made no change to the story. None. They didn't change it. They didn't go back. Done. Who cares? And, and I wonder if it's still up. If it's still up, that's Connor horrible. Murphy Business Insider. I can check it oh right now God. if you want. Oh my God, if they still have that up. After I checked being... it months later. I checked it months later. Um, um, don't know. Accused of, yep, still there. June 18th, 2021. Um, that's, that's the pursuit of truth uh, by many of the people involved in this. And that's a real shame because it doesn't, because just because you don't believe the incentives of the person reporting doesn't mean that some of what is said inside of it can't be true and important. And so when it comes to the stories, like, it made me have a deep respect for the judicial system and the way that we try to ascertain the truth as screwed up as it can be. It like there's a prosecutor and a defense and they get to cross-examine each other and we want to hear what these people say. It's thank God for yeah. that. Um, because God, left to the mob is, it's scary. So the let's talk about the some of the accusations. The, the, the most harrowing is uh, a woman who he's in a relationship with. He invited her over one night. She felt 
compelled to go. She didn't want to. She walked into the home and he had another girl in the bed. She didn't want to participate. He pinned her against the wall. And I'm going to use the word so I don't get demonetized. I'll say art her. And she was stunned and texted him after. How could you do this to me? Like that was, you know, corroborating evidence. And he says, I'm sorry. How can I make it up to you? She goes and gets an R kit from the police submits a report that says there's a celebrity that did this and then goes to a therapist who presumably is taking notes or at least can say, yes, I was with this person at the time. So there's a potential for a tremendous amount of corroborating evidence, which is not always the case in these. And I hope that there's a follow-up there. I hope that if this is true, that she goes to the police and does it, because there's not a statute of limitations, is my understanding, for that in England. And uh, I hope also that Russell, who has denied all allegations broadly speak specifically to some of the evidence in this because it's if I this like this is why I like the judicial system I'd want to cross-examine him. <laughs> I'd yeah. want to hear what you have to say about this in particular uh so that's that and there's a number of other ones where uh the the most egregious are there was a woman he would do uh, he was with her but he, she didn't want an act and she had to punch him to get him to get off of her and so, so that deserves to be uh, reported on, taken seriously. The things that I uh, am struggling with are some of the ones on the end, like I mentioned, he was showing photos that he shouldn't have been showing. I was, why the heck is this included in this piece? Um, and the reaction, which was he got dropped by his agent. He chose to cancel his tour, which is okay, fine. And YouTube demonetized his channel. And the fact that YouTube demonetized his channel based on accusations, which he instantly and totally denied, is deeply unhealthy. That means that what you need are sources. I mean, just assume, and I'm not saying that this one is, but if you were a bad faith actor, what you would need to shut someone's YouTube channel down is a reporter and bad faith actors who are willing to not put their name on the record and say that something happened. Mm -hmm. Because my impression is that YouTube did not go follow up with the police or anyone before they made that decision. And that's screwed up. <laughs> they, should, they should not have done that. They should have investigated themselves or waited for some other more um, balanced form of due process before they did that. And the fact that these punishments are being uh, distributed before guilt is established is disturbing. Yeah. And doesn't mean that these shouldn't be taken really seriously. So I, I didn't like that. I also felt the same thing uh, this week with Andrew Tate, who had, uh, who I think, by the way, is <laughs> he's on the record of saying that he committed tax fraud. If you look at his PhD program, he talks about how you have to accept money for your cam business only in Bitcoin because otherwise you have to pay taxes. Yep. And when you do accept it in Bitcoin, you tell the woman that you're, there's a 50-50 split, but really it's about 70-30 because you're not paying taxes. So he's committing fraud. And if the women ever act up or ask, print out a fake document, throw it in their face and tell them the deal, they won't even want to handle the tax situation because you'll scare them so much. It's like he, he self-snitches. And if what he's doing is not playing a character, this is a paid program, about so much of the things... It, I think that there's a strong legal case that the Romanian courts are going to make against him that will probably land him in jail. Uh, and if not, I look forward to understanding how those weren't included or why those were not, why that he was faking during those proclamations that he made. Well, I think the interesting part that you're bringing up is that he has YouTube videos of him proclamating this, saying this yeah. to the camera. 
and then he had a BBC interview, or maybe it was Vice, where they came over to his house, and she basically tells him that he's a bad guy, but then doesn't have any information yeah. about how he's a bad guy, which well, is this, very yeah. frustrating to experience, because it's the same sort of feeling we had, is that the media doesn't trust us to make an informed mm-hmm. opinion about this guy, and therefore, you need to come in and just say bad things, and then hold yeah. your stay and say, you're a bad guy, and just hold your finger there, rather than just say, here's a video of you saying you do bad stuff. Yeah. Viewer, I see this response from Guy, and it's like... (laughs) That interview was pathetic. I cannot believe that someone got on a plane and flew to Romania. I can't believe that they they did that with the the lack of research that they did. They had a handful of talking points and hadn't looked at anything. And you get the strong impression that reporting is, I have an opinion on this. My goal is not to provide you with a set of facts to help you develop your own opinion. It's to do whatever I can, and that includes how I edit this, which, by the way, did you see the difference in his edit of that versus hers? No, 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 I didn't. She looks so much stronger. She, In his edit, which is not edited, it's 43 minutes, it looks like he's given her a talking to. In her edit, she speaks for a higher percentage of the time, seems that she has him on the ropes a little bit. It's still tough to make look like that because it was, it was not what happened in the room. Um but she looks as good as it, they can. And so it's like, let's give an indication of strength, an indication that he's weak, and we'll cut it up this way, we'll surround it. And then when they presented it, on both ends, there was this lead-in, which they took all, Andrew Tate, everyone is... And then on the back end, it's teachers discussing how students in their class are doing bad things. And it's... You're not permitted to form an opinion. And they don't seem... I keep saying they. It's like this particular segment person, and I think it's broader than that, but I'll try to be specific, did not want people to form an opinion. And so then what happened is Andrew Tate, so this is where I was going, this week had his product taken off of the Google store. Oh. Because uh, it's concerns or alleged to be a pyramid scheme. Now here's the thing. It's not a pyramid scheme. (laughs) It's an affiliate program. This is investigatable. You can look into this. There is a difference. And I... I am not an Andrew Tate defender. I think he's probably going to jail, (laughs) right? Yeah. But I want so deeply the punishments to match the infractions. And I don't need to be told that because he's a bad guy, we take everything out of here. That is not how it, it gives me, it makes me much more wary of the system. And, and I think if you're not, very, very thoughtful, these types of things push people that are the most reasonable from a middle position to an Andrew Tate position. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I support this guy because yeah. when he says they're trying to screw him, well, he's not wrong, right? They're not, they're not playing fair in the way that they do this. They have more power than him. It makes him the little oppressed guy. And same thing where you go, well, I'm not sure to believe the girls are Russell, but like the way that they presented this is bonkers. So I'm going to believe him. And you wind up, I think, pushing reasonable people who, if you're not careful to like go, well, I think the media could be a bad faith actor and be on to something that is true. If you don't take the time to separate that, you can wind up with all sorts of uh, binary opinions. And the good news is something I've mentioned a lot. It doesn't matter what you think about Andrew Tate or Russell Brand. Go live your life. None of these are important. Yeah. Uh, if there's a broad message that cuts through all of this, it's like, stop listening to the news or watching any of this shit. Nice. It's not helpful for you. Uh, this all presumes that you're going to still involve yourself with these stories, which is just not a useful thing to do. 
because it is not a truth-oriented process. Yeah, you're reminding me of um, the Alex Jones. If you remember, he was stripped from like Apple, Google, Mm -hmm. and Facebook all at the same time. And because I am just a reasonable, not consumer of the news, I went, oh, well, he's a bad guy. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. And now it's, uh, I think there was one other person. Now it's Andrew Tate. And it's like, um, I'm not saying Andrew Tate's more reasonable. So maybe it's not a linear step downward, but it feels like it's just, I'm getting more used to just like bad guy gets removed from internet without any due process. Mm-hmm. Um, all that to say is like, I'm now desensitized to people just being removed from the internet. And if there is one, if Russell, yeah, Russell is getting demonetized and he's removed from the internet with just allegations. And it's like, oh, well, this is the playbook we do. And then apparently, apparently a member of the UK parliament or something reached out to Rumble to tell them, are you going to do what YouTube did and demonetize Russell? Oh, wow. Which is like, what? (laughs) It was like, again, this is reported, who knows? But the, the level of attack is so inappropriate to the certainty that he did these things yeah i'm i hope that they go to the police i hope that they put into process the system that we've been refining for a long time to adjudicate if someone has committed a crime and how they ought to be punished as a result of that and then we've just found a way to bypass this entire system it does it's unwise and of course there needs to be a social and this is important like there needs to be a social layer of enforcement that is lower than the law. So for instance, OJ Simpson was acquitted, but if you don't want to work with OJ Simpson, (laughs) I understand. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So there need to be, uh, you need to be able to go, that person might not have committed a crime, but they're not okay with me. And, and yet this, this, this is beyond that. I also think that, I don't know if you touched on this, but the incentive structure as a reporter is, aligned in such a way that telling the truth just and trusting the viewer to make their own opinion doesn't work better than just having um, a predisposition to another point. So I'll say we watched the Dave Portnoy video last night where he called up a journalist who's releasing an article actually on the day that this comes out about how his one bite pizza ruins small businesses and he's a misogynist. And in the video, he confronts her and says, it seems like you don't want to talk about all the good I have done. You want to start the piece with that I have these past allegations, which I've refuted all, and that I'm destroying small businesses by reviewing them when I've donated so, $50 okay, million. I'm going to give you just a little context to sure. what you did for me, is that she contacted sponsors of an event that he's doing and yeah. said, do you want to comment on Dave Portnoy being a misogynist and a bad guy? And then they contacted him and said, this woman reached out. And then he got her phone number and called her. And then the YouTube video begins. Yeah. So go ahead. Um, and so it's interesting to watch someone confront prior to the article coming out, the writer and say, do you want to get the truth here? Mm -hmm. And she says, we are getting the truth here. I'm just going to, this is how I lead with things. And it's like, Mm -hmm. she's so deeply in the soup of media that her leading foot to try to get people to answer is to say the most outlandish thing. You want to comment on his misogyny? (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. It's not just present the truth. Like, mm-hmm. um, what so, are your opinions of Dave Portnoy? Yeah, would be a neutral question. Yeah, <laughs> like comment on his misogyny because uh, we're contacting everybody and we're going to run a story on Friday. Is yes. and then she tries to act like she doesn't have a thesis to this article. Like she's still deciding how she's going to write it. And I was blown away by what I perceived as her cowardice mm. in that that he's on the phone with her and she won't stand up and say, "I think you're vile." 
I'm pretty damn certain. You know, like that, that, that I mean, was, he's poking over their stick and say, say it. Like say you, it. you said it on the say email, it. say it, just say it say now. It on the email, you're reaching out to all of my sponsors saying that I'm a misogynist, asking them to comment, acting like you don't know what that's going to do. I was so blown away by it. She's like, well, I'm just trying to figure out the truth and I don't have an opinion of you yet. And I haven't even, and we were going to reach out to you, but we, and it's the way that this often works my understanding is that in order to be cleared of libel or defamation, you need to ask the person their opinion. And so that is done with as little time as legally possible, which is usually 24 to 48 hours before the publication of this article. And so now the way that people are responding to this, which Russell did and Dave did, is as soon as you get that heads up, you have to fly into action and immediately make a video that front runs theirs because they're not looking to... Can you imagine if somebody got your take you think there? You think there's anything that Russell could have said that would have made them not run that article? No. The, you what think he could have shown them phone records that would have made them not run the article? You think Dave? There's nothing that he could have done that would have made them not run that article. From a business perspective, who's running the media company, you're literally just trying to not be sued. Yes. You're trying to get the most amount of clicks and the most sensational uh, article out without being sued. And what says, what, from my understanding, is that to avoid defamation, is when. An, <laughs> A celebrity says you defamed my character by releasing this article that you say that we gave you ample time to review it and we gave you your opinion, which is usually one. They only have to provide one sentence Mm -hmm. when asked to comment on the piece. They said, deny, we have no comment. (laughs) It's like that was this is and then the rest of the article is all their words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, we've been we've talked a lot about the media, but I think that's that's a big piece of the story, unfortunately, is that that is the mouthpiece for what are potentially very credible and. I don't know if it's fortunate, but in this case that there's with Russell, there's at least one of them that may have strong corroborating evidence that I hope is investigated. I hope is taken to the police. I hope is looked into and put into that system. Uh, There's a number of other pieces that come up from this. I'll talk about some of them. One is the way that the, the idea of power dynamics is too broadly applied. So one of the stories is that Russell while at a show or at his things, would have people that worked there or worked for him go into the audience, find attractive women, invite them to the green room, and some of them would sleep with Russell. There's no allegation that any of this was non-consensual. There's no allegation that these people were his direct reports or people that worked for him at the company. Yet, one of the comments is, it felt somebody close to the process said, it felt like we were taking lambs to the slaughter. Whoa. And I was like, that is such... A strange way to describe consensual sex and it's I was stunned by this infantilization of the women who participated in that lambs not grown women who none there's no allegation that in this particular case they weren't of age or anything they're lambs that can't do anything and that seems so unhealthy to me There's another case that I'll talk about at the end of this that doesn't match this pattern. But in this one in particular, uh, I just thought that it was messed up. Power dynamics and the concern with power dynamics appropriately arises when someone like Harvey Weinstein has financial control over someone's future. And what he did with Selma Hayek was basically extort her and say, if you don't sleep with me, I will end your career, which he attempted to do. That is a power dynamic. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. 
Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The implicit power dynamic that is we're concerned about in the workplace is that doesn't have to be said, but if you're someone's boss and you proposition them, they can fear retaliation, whether or not that is stated or implied or something. And so that's why there's a concern in the workplace. Now, that is normally not a crime. That is dealt with in the workplace. You lose your job at that workplace. And so there's a... Uh, a punishment that matches the infraction, right? Mm. Still, people meet their partners constantly at the workplace. This is the other thing, is we act like that's not how, like, a huge plurality of, of relationships get started. It's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates and all of this. Oh, it's a huge problem until it's not. Yeah. Um, and I, I use, that's just one that I know of, but it's, it's constant. Um, so, yeah, it seems... Uh, that one was a strange inclusion yeah. to me that made me that made me not appreciate it. And uh, I think the cons. I have a thought. If yeah, if go ahead. Working. So I want you to clear up for me, if you can, where we are today as in a society, in terms of our proclivities to talking about sex and this sort of topic yeah and the reason i'm saying this is because on tiktok there's a viral trend where girlfriends ask their boyfriends how often do you think about the roman empire mm -hmm. have you seen this i've some she asked me i don't know why she asked me no I, she got you got caught i said never oh okay so boyfriends are answering two to three times a day to never i think about it probably once a week of like what it would be like to be live in Marcus Aurelius's kingdom. And the reason, and now I'm posing the question to you, what would that mean for our society? How would I, what are the rules in that society? And now when I look at my society, it gives me more context as to why I, I act the way I do. So with that in mind, can you answer what what's going on? Sex? Oh, yeah, but like this, yeah. Like what is the soup we're living in today I, yeah. that if I a, a Roman came today and be like, what the f yeah. is going on here? Oh, well, this is the big shift is that victim has become a very powerful position okay so one of the reasons that there's a rush to point out power dynamics is because if you can assume the mantle of victim you have a tremendous amount of power you can come forward you can share your story you can end that person's career you can get a promotion you can garner sympathy uh, this is, Nietzsche talked about this, um, the morality of the slaves. This was over a hundred years ago. He talked about like in the time of the Greeks and the Romans, it was the morality of the winners. So what was being what you might call the abuser or the master or in charge was that was the morality. And then his whole idea was that Christianity came and said, well, we're the, we're the outcasts. We're the, let's, let's come up with these crazy new ideas like the meek shall, shall inherit the, the earth. <laughs> but beyond Nietzsche, it is, seems obvious to me that victim is an incredibly desirable position today so you can be the victim of adhd or autism or you know whatever it is on tiktok these days you can have so everybody wants an illness an ailment the worst thing that you can be is a nepo baby which is someone who had advantages yeah. <laughs> the best thing that, being a victim is a position of 
tremendous power. Like when it comes down to it, would uh, you want in an argument when you're trying to get your point across, if you are in an aggrieved minority, your vote and your position counts for more. But if you are not, then you have to be, the discount has to be applied to your perspective. And so I think there's a rush towards where the power lies and the power lies in victimhood mm. for a lot of it, for a lot of stuff today. And so why, you know, why young and why do we bring in grooming when it's a 24-year-old girl that was occurring? Why do we say all of these? Because if you can uh, assume the mantle of victim, you are in control. Now, the problem with that is that it assumes a binary where there's a victim and there's an abuser. And I think what is much more common is in sex is that there can be two immature people, some of whom get hurt, some of whom don't. And this is the other thing is, gosh, there's so much wrong with this, is that there are victims, you know, like the way that we begin acting around victimhood then creates this swing back against victimhood where you have these cultures that are take full responsibility. It's never your fault. And it's, that's not, that's. Uh, going to give you some juice to move through the world, but that is not the healthiest place to end up. I think there's a healthy appropriateness of, am I on the receiving end of this circumstance? You know, does something happen to me that was outside of my control that wasn't appropriate? Was I harmed here? Can I see that I played a victim in this, played and uh, was in this particular situation? Can I also see my agency and the things that put me in that sort of situation and take responsibility for that? Can I speak to the people, if appropriate, who were involved in that and let them know how I was harmed through their behavior and perhaps through my own complicity with with some of that? That, that dialogue is not occurring. It's just a race to victim so that we can get an abuser, we kill the abuser, we elevate the victims and ask very little of them in the mainstream media. You do not have to come forward. You don't have to tell the police. You do not have to do all of those things. Some of those protections are deeply important because there are very good reasons that victims haven't wanted to come forward because there is a real fear of retaliation because the shame associated with it is huge. My solution that I think would be more helpful is with all of this is if there were more open dialogue and yeah. less freak out reaction finger pointing around this so the things that i think need dialogue are okay we have a legal one of the stories this is a good segue was that russell slept with a 16 year old in england 16 year olds have uh, the ability to consent legally that's above the age of consent he did not commit a crime a conversation then needs to occur of within the legal limit what is socially acceptable and that's it's not been clear. It's fuzzy. And okay, back then it was certainly not the case that sleeping with a six-year-old would get you fired from your job or kicked out of anything. You know what I mean? It might have been frowned upon. And now that's a centerpiece of a story. I'm not saying that what Russell did was right. I'm saying that we have unconsciously created this massive gray area called sex where it's like everyone get drunk and some things are not okay and some things are okay. And we're going to mix it up and then... Some of you will go to jail <laughs> as a result yeah. of it. And I thought, and I, when I talk to like younger guys, they're terrified because they're simultaneously, and I, this is not to, this, none of this has anything to do with defending Russell. They simultaneously feel the need to make a move and be super, uh, you know, alpha attractive, but also to not overstep any bounds. And I think the problem is that they're so 
much gray that is by design, and we would all be better off, everyone, if we could begin to chip away at some of the gray and talk about the nuances of consent and that sort of stuff. So as regards age, my thought generally is that uh, we need a legal cutoff because we need laws. 55 miles an hour is the speed limit, right? 16, 18, we need a legal cutoff to say, no, not beyond this. Now, on the one side of that, which is the adult side of that, where we say people at this point need to be responsible for the decisions that they make and they need to be, uh, they can be, they can offer consent. Go ahead. I'm wondering if, so we've had talks before where you talked a little bit about the superego and then desire for rules, if that fits in here right now, because what I hear you talking about is this emotional and societal rule set that it has no written rules mm-hmm. and trying to have an actual justice system with we, where we can put out a book to, that informs us of why we're doing the things we're doing. Yeah. With And again, as a society is always evolving and the rules obviously go a lot um, slower with mm-hmm. how they're enacted. And you mentioned an important part about there are relation to ego and superego mm-hmm. in a previous talk. I'll talk. So I'll try. Yeah. So I think actually, while the justice system has tremendous issues in this case, it's actually functioning fairly well, which is like, these are the rules for the serious infractions and the process that we will have we, in the age of social media. There's always been these social punishments. What things, how do we ostracize people a little bit? How do we say that's, not going to land you in jail, but it's not okay. And in the age of social media, we've developed this power to just end people, right? To go, there's a story, they're done. So where the superego comes in is in the gray area of that social thing. The superego, by the way, the way that I'm using it, it is the part of one's psyche that carries not one's deep, heartfelt conscience of right and wrong, but the social rules of right and wrong that were instilled by culture and mom and dad. Mm. And so this is the part of you that doesn't know why you need to say thank you, but does it anyway. This is the part of you that maybe gives to charity because everyone else is passing the hat around and that's what you're supposed to do. There's another party that gives charity because you're, you're moved and you see that person and it, that comes from your heart. But the superego can only follow rules. It can't understand them. And the superego is terrified. It mm. is terrified that the uh the mob that mom and dad are going to turn on you and that's why it throws into the charity thing and avoids doing bad stuff and it's an important developmental thing which is i don't understand the rules but i'm going to follow them because i'm afraid of punishment yeah for a kid to not hit his brother in the yeah, face i anymore, don't get it but <laughs> barely hurts my hand gets me what i want but yeah. mom says no mom says no and i need mom and yeah, yeah. so that's that's the role of the superego and hopefully in a mature adult you move past superego controlling your entire conscience into a felt relationship with other people in the same way the parents try to teach your kids like we don't hit our brother because it hurts him and we love him <laughs> you know, it takes, see, he is crying right yes, now. Yes, he and, doesn't like that. But that takes time to really develop. Yeah, and uh, it can actually be, you can you can beat it out of people to the point where they don't have a felt sense, but they follow the rules because they're afraid of the whip. Yeah, and so I think what we have around sex is very little felt sense of right and wrong, and a ton of super ego that ah. is afraid of being caught. And when when you have a bunch of super egos, they're extremely quick to point the finger. 
at other people because there's the fear that you're going to be the bad one. And if you can keep the spotlight off of you, right? So when these, this is sort of the fear that I felt at the beginning of this, which is when like- When you point your gun, Charlie, you got yeah. four fingers pointing right back <laughs> at you. <laughs> that when this stuff comes out, there's a fear that if you defend Russell Brand or are perceived to at all, that the weight of all of this social shit is going to be pointed at you whether or not you deserve it. And the superego can't even figure out if you deserve it because all the superego knows is what other people think. Uh, the heart has a much better sense of your own goodness. And so now let's go to sex. Does that answer the question? Yeah, it's beautiful. I, I feel like that grounded the, the part of sex in a yeah. much more heartfelt emotional way personal rather yeah. than this big idea of society mm -hmm. and so i think what's happening when you get all these people with russell at 30 is alleged to have hooked up with a 16 year old which i find plausible uh i find plausible that he said are you legal and then when he got confirmation that that may not be true but i find it plausible <laughs> yeah um that now is in the gray area and in the gray area the superego, when nobody's pointing the finger, has no issue because it doesn't care. <laughs> you know, it's just trying to not get in trouble. But as soon as now we've got a, a person, that's where everybody goes, disgusting, I would never, you know, that then superego jumps in. Uh, and I think there's a heartfelt reason why a 30-year-old wouldn't sleep with a 16-year-old. And it has much to do with an understanding of the, how someone else can feel after a sexual encounter. And that doesn't start or stop at 16. Like you need the rule of 16, but that extends to 26 and 36 and 46 and beyond, which is a much more intuitive feeling that you can't draw laws around, which is I don't want to infantilize this person because we've legally agreed that they are to make a decision, but I also have some responsibility to them to not lie and lead them on to be concerned if this is a decision that is going to be good for them, even though I would just like to do this. And I think that many, many, I think almost no one is operating off of a heartfelt engagement with sex. I think you have people that abstain for superego reasons that are religious, perhaps, and that say, that's not what you do. That's bad. And, and, uh, but I don't think you have many people making decisions with their hearts mm. and, even as I look at my own past and I go, I had super ego rules around who, what was okay and what was not okay. And you had to call this person back and you have to tell them the truth about what you want up front. And still that didn't prevent pain in relationships. Even if we had a relationship for four years, it was, <laughs> those were the most painful relationships or the one that they went the longest. Uh, but I think that there's an opportunity if the judgment can be suspended for a period of time to open this is a guess airy fairy um to still allow for things for the legal system to kick in but for this to be an investigation of like what how do you handle someone consenting and it can't just be well 16 is not okay but 23 is you know but it's like wait a second what if that 23 year old is deeply mature wildly wounded wants your attention and then they go well there's a power dynamic issue and they point to the fact that he's famous that's not a problem either there's always going to be power dynamics present and what we need are active people 
that are concerned with what they want, but also with what other people want and need in an interaction. You can't enforce that. You can't throw people in jail for not operating from their heart. And you can't shame them into it because when you superego them, they just inter- internalize one more rule. So if everyone yells at Russell for 16, well, then we bump it up to 17 or 18 or 19. But we don't solve the problem <laughs> of people. Yeah. And the cost of that is now now 19-year-olds will behave like infants. Now 24-year-olds will behave like infants. If you make certain that there's always an abuser who has either power or age or something and a victim, you will encourage people to sink more deeply into those roles if the victim has power. So now you get a 24-year-old in the other story, and I'm not saying that this person wasn't harmed in her interact in her alleged interaction with Russell. Let's assume that it was true for a moment. But where they tried to go, uh, she was young, she was young, she was young, she was young. And then if we hear she's 24, we go, well, at what point can we do we stop playing this game? And and actually, that's uh, that story might be that that was not a good decision for her to make to sleep with him. And maybe he did flash her his penis, and maybe that made her more like, I don't know any of this, but there's there's a more subtle investigation of responsibility and victimhood that is not just, this was shouldn't happen and I couldn't tell anybody and he's a bad guy. Got it. And, and that is- can't, the, the nuance of that is, un, is unsafe to speak about because what I have done in this conversation, if this was a bigger podcast and maybe already, I've invited an end to any future presidential run. I've invited an end. If anybody ever wants ammo to destroy my life and get the art, like that's, there are sections of this that provide that. And I think that entire dynamic is so dangerous because it makes nuanced discussions of what is true off limits. Yep. You must jump into, I'm either with a victim or I'm with an abuser. And you actually don't promote healing in in the process and i i will just i for all of this repeat my perspective which is honestly it doesn't feel like there's even a question of how do we heal from this no no that's not that was a weird thing you just said we put him away and if you don't want to we put you away too (laughs) you know and with all of this i go i would i hope gosh yeah i can understand why women wouldn't come forward for years i can understand that none of that makes me doubt this the things that I doubt are around the media's presentation of the story, but I hope that they go to the police. I hope yeah, that they pursue this. Absolutely. I hope that there's a deeper process around this. I hope that he answers to some of the specific questions of, do you have these text messages on your side? If so, what did you mean when you said you were deeply sorry? Uh, I think that uh, if the truth comes out, and it's this is like a broader metaphysical thing, if the truth comes out in its fullness, I think it can be very healing. Mm. But if the truth comes out via a scapegoat, via there's one member of the family that's the bad person, or Russell is, you know, and we just can pour all of the grayness, we get rid of that, and we can claim the mantle of good collectively as a society, and we can get him to be the pariah, that is not truth coming out. And I think that's a very common dynamic when there's uh, a tremendous like amount of it's shame. It's like spiritual bypass is what you're saying, is that there's a lesson here for people to be learned. I'm not going to use this situation mm-hmm. directly, but news comes out and there's a, an elicited motion where you have a strong reaction to immediately play mm-hmm. winner loser mm-hmm. or red and blue. And there's a moment there for you not to be reactionary and do some spiritual growth. But we what often happens is a spiritual bypass. We go yeah. around that 
learning or healing that might be that's being asked to occur and just go it's red or it's blue and that's and that saves me a lot of mental and emotional and spiritual energy to do so yes because to involve oneself in this story and to ask oneself the question because it's very easy to go well i didn't sleep with any 16 year olds i'm clean yep and it's a different question to ask what do we really want here? What we want are people who are mature, that have the capacity to look out for themselves and also other people in all of their encounters, sexual, business, friendship, and otherwise. And all of us are going to have examples of times where we haven't done that, probably with the people that we're closest to most often, right? And when that can't be investigated, there's this buildup of energy that occurs inside that then needs to be expelled. And the opportunity to expel that energy is in these situations where we catch a bad guy. And mm. that's why they call it the scapegoat. This is why the societies would take a single person and, and they would car carry all of the evil and the Mayans would cut their head off and roll them down. And Salem we, witch trials, baby. Got if she rid of sinks, the, she's a witch. And if yes. she swims, she's something and else. And what are they doing? They're having, and this was sort of the scarlet letter. There's this sexual impropriety. Who could be doing this? And you get the person and you put it on them. And this is, you know, you see the same thing happen with your gay Republican congressmen or senators who are vociferously anti-homosexuality and then are caught with, you know, a Mexican prostitute in Cabo or something like that. Like, it's not an uncommon thing. In fact, it's, it's like a physical law that this is what happens if you don't have the space to reflect internally. And I think sex brings up so much shame, so much wrongness that people can't look in. It doesn't mean that people are bad. It means that we're unwilling to question what our role might be in our own relationships if we've not carried. And sex is one area. Business is a bit easier to look into. Friendship is a bit easier to look into. But sex is an area that is deeply, deeply, because we've because an accusation can end you. You know, if yeah. you're accused of being a bad business partner like Logan Paul, you just keep going. <laughs> you just you don't stop. Nobody cares. Uh, and so it's an area that actually makes where we can get. Yeah, where, where growth is actually um, difficult. And then the suggestions, which I understand from this one particular person, are like, can we raise the age of consent in England? Fine. That's, that helps you with the law, but it doesn't help you with the social layer. Because, okay, so now in 10 years, a 32-year-old sleeps with an 18-year-old in one day. Is that okay? Okay, you know what I mean? And okay, let's raise the, let's raise the age again. It should be 21 now. Okay, well, now somebody's going to sleep with 21. We keep putting this conversation off of how do we navigate gray and uh we yeah so i don't blame the women for that i am looking forward and i hope that the story continues to develop i hope people continue to listen to his perspective and his answer and theirs and i hope that through the process of people telling the truth that um there's a resolution of some kind and I'm not holding my breath <laughs> for yeah. any of that. Yeah. Uh, I do like the idea of slowing the situation down and using it as a time to reflect on your initial, when I say your, my own initial reactions to each part of the story and seeing what it brings up in me. It's mm. like, have I done this before? Have I been the victim before? Mm -hmm. um, put myself in this girl's shoes. Would I go over at that time of night? Well, maybe I would. Then what if this happened? How would I react? And it like allows me to this situation specifically to be a vehicle for me to inspect a lot of my predispositions mm -hmm. around sex. <laughs> and this is, again, what you're saying, that gray area. This is where the gray areas. Where What are the parts of you that have a piece of Russell that have mm -hmm. tried to get what you want regardless of what's occurring in the person 
in front of you mm-hmm. uh, so much that you would be called a creep in some situations mm-hmm. and a horrible act in the other. Um, and so uh, hopefully people listen to this and do that same sort of introspection because I think it's you're never going to meet Russell Brand yeah. and you're never going to meet any of these victims and you're not going to personally one person change the laws, mm-hmm. but you will change the laws within yourself mm-hmm. and then you can affect the world. Otherwise, you're just going out there super ego all over again well, and, and we repeat the, the process and society changes every hundred years <laughs> and we're going to lower the age to fucking 10. Yeah. Well, the, and super ego, and this is sort of it, like super ego, it just, all it knows how to do is follow rules. It doesn't know how to feel through things. And uh, I am trying in my one example is, yeah, the thing with people driven by super egos is they can commit atrocities if they're socially sanctioned. Yep. That's a huge freaking problem. And then, you know, you have the SS officers in Germany who were totally fine with it, and then they lose the war, and then now they're part of a larger, more powerful culture that now we have Nuremberg <laughs> trials, and they're all the bad guys. But if the U.S. is ever conquered by China, then we are going to have a whole new class of criminal. And it's like, yep. that's super ego constantly and it's uh it is not a way out of the process Mm -hmm. and yeah heart is sloppy but it seems it seems like the way to get to the greatest good and it seems like it transcends multiple societies and times Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and well it is it is simultaneously responsive to the moment in front of you because yeah and transcendent of the the time that you're in yeah so we've we've gotten super that's where i want to get dude cool um you want to wrap us up yes let me wrap this up thanks for listening (laughs) i hope you found it useful um if you want we've got a patreon for you (laughs) we got a patreon if you guys want to check that out and i'm grateful for the opportunity to speak about this at length i feel it's funny i simultaneously like net i'm this is it's a, such a weird experience to be net. I'm like, I think I've said everything, but simultaneously to view any 10 or 15 second moment of what I said and have this fear inside of me that someone is going to grab it when, yes. my, when I become too big for my britches or run for the Senate or something like that. And it's, it's um, I am going to keep, I think, doing this anyway. I, answer, I asked myself that question many years ago when I started this podcast and started sharing some thoughts of that. I'm not trying to make it easy, but I also don't want to not, give honest help i feel like one of the helpful things i could do in all of this is be willing to talk yeah and uh or be the person i just said which is the person who's willing to try to bring or point towards the heart part of this the gray part of this large sophisticated truth that i should say doesn't preclude russell from going to jail no not at all that heart I, I, i think this is a this is the last thing i'll say is like heart doesn't mean that there's no teeth Heart doesn't mean that there's no consequences. Heart doesn't mean that you're not willing to defend with a sword things that are precious. Uh, It's just, it's bigger than, than the superego. Yeah. Um, So yeah. Great. Wonderful. We appreciate you guys. If you want to check out our Patreon and support us, uh, that would be wonderful. So go ahead and click the link in the description and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.